What is going on, good people? This is Ronnie Gatchery, the emotional one, representing half of the Tipping Point podcast. But before you change that uh, that channel or that station, uh, I got Walker here too. I got uh, Mr. Cool Common Collector. Walker, where you at? Peace and blessings, beloved. Let's take him. Oh, man. See y'all? The, hey, relax. Hey, take your finger off that pause or next track button. Stay with us. We got <laughs> some good for you. <laughs> We're just, hey, we, we the new quarantine. Yes, and uh, just, just letting everybody know again, we are respecting uh, the laws of the land, and uh, we are not only staying socially distant, but uh, we are staying at home. I'm I'm recording from a guest bedroom in our house. Uh, Walker's doing the same from his house. Um, outside of my trying to uh, <laughs> coerce Walker into meeting me in a parking lot and me extending the 10 foot microphone cable to his car. <laughs> but I, I'll, it, it, I'll say this and why I think Walker understood where I'm coming from, but I want to challenge everybody right now to reach out to your extroverts that, you know, we, we are not okay. <laughs> we need people. <laughs> Yeah, oh my goodness, Walker. Um, Anyway, how you been, man, Mr. Introvert? I'm an introvert? Yes, dude. Compared to you, yes, but I don't think I'm... Well, I guess I am. I guess I am. you is. (laughs) I is? You is. That's how much of an introvert you are. I can't even say it right. Okay. Um, I've been well. I've been... Actually, I guess you are right. Uh, I've been... I haven't been struggling, but of course, you know... You know, I like being at home, so I guess, I guess that does make me a bit of an introvert. So, <sighs> you know, it's it's been good for me, bro. So, so answer, I, answer me this, Walker. As as a card carrying member of Introverts United, um, is this getting better for you by the week? It's just about the same. I I, I do miss I do miss date night in terms of going out. You okay. know what I mean? Like I do miss I do miss. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I have not been keeping up with myself as well since I've been at home all the time. Yeah. Like my hair looks ridiculous right now. Same um, way. yeah, it looks ridiculous. And then again, it's interesting to see like who's really gray and it's interesting to see like people like who don't get their hair touched up. When you look at them on social media, like I've seen like Deion Sanders, I saw P Diddy showing girl. Like I, I didn't know they had that much gray on them. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? And so, like, I'm looking at myself, like, there's no incentive to really, you know, dress up because there's nowhere to go. So, yeah, it's it's been interesting. It's it's like I feel like I'm getting paid to slum around the house and do occasional work. Oh, wow. Walker, let me ask you this, coming from a hair hygiene perspective, as our listeners probably know, or if you don't, uh, I'm bald. So um, no, no concern there for me in terms of the grooming aspect. But how bad is it going to have to get for you to do what I've seen on social media, uh, what's called a COVID cut? Do you know what that what's is? What's a COVID cut? You know what a COVID cut is? What's the COVID cut? That's when that's when guys like yourself who, you know, who are socially distant and socially removed from their barbers to where they take matters into their own hands. Well, shout out to shout out to the homie LP. LP uh, who friend of the friend of the show and he's a barber. He actually if if you follow him on social media, he actually did a tutorial for cats on how to cut their uh, kids' hair or their own hair. 
And, uh, yeah, gave a cash app to leave a tip for the advice. Oh, wow. And uh, providing content on, you know, on that regard. So there are people out there who are showing you, like, if you're, if you're nervous about, you know, you know, how long is this going to drag out? You need a haircut. You don't want to just let your hair just get away from you. There are people out there who can show you how to use clippers to at least keep you going until the barbershop's real. Wow. And uh, for you listeners who are interested, that's um, at LP like Paul, L-P-L-I-K-E-P-A-U-L on Instagram. Uh, I know I'm going to check that out. Uh, my boys are good right now, but um yeah, this thing this thing bleeds over into May. We we may have to get we may have to do some stuff, and I'm not trying to have my boys walking around with bald heads just yet. So yeah, right. Well, for me, you know, you got to keep in mind I'm I'm lock, I'm locking up, so mm-hmm. it's not as dire for me. Granted, you know, if anything, I'll be doing like my line and edge up and stuff like that, but it's not as bad for me. Uh, because of my mom, I've already grown my hair out, so it's not that big of a deal. Okay, you talk, you know, Walker. You've seen on social media everybody talking about leveling up. I mean, I think that's a unique level up for LP in terms of awareness and um, you know providing something of value still, even though his physical shop isn't open. So uh, that's really, really, really dope, in my opinion. Yeah, man. I mean, again, like where we are now is 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 creating there are opportunities to be had in terms of coming up with a new way to just to do business. You know what I mean? And that's something a lot of entrepreneurs are going to have to kind of brainstorm and come up with creative ways to kind of keep themselves close. Gotcha. Man, that's that's really good stuff. Yeah, man. Um, but, but to ask me, yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? How are you doing, bro? Um, from an extroverted perspective, I'm suffering. Um, if we're just being honest about it, I miss people, man. You know, I'm a hug guy. Like, you know, if you're, if you're halfway into hugs, you're going to get a hug from me more so than you're not. So I just, I, I miss hugging folks. You know, I miss, I miss going to the gym on a daily basis and seeing people. You know what I'm saying? I've been, been texting my people, my workout buddies. We've been FaceTiming. It's been good, but, um, yeah, man, it's just, just something about not having that human connection, man. It's just really, it's getting old for me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And this is bad. This is bad. Walker, yeah. But, I mean, but I'm, uh, I'm at the point now to where, uh, you know, we do our grocery shopping on Sunday morning and I'm, I'm, I'm at the point to where like it's, it's become such a treat, even though I can't, you know, physically shake hands or even do an elbow anymore. Um, just right. being in the presence of people has been good enough for me, you know, and it gives me that that boost that I feel like I need. So, yeah, it feels so rude. It feels so rude when you see people and you're like, hey, what's up, bro? Yeah. Stay over there. Text me. You know what I mean? It, it just it feels so <laughs> weird, you know what I mean? And awkward because that's not how we are naturally wired. Exactly. I do miss the gym. I do miss the gym man, for, for sure. And, uh, you know, even again, like I said, it's levels of being an introvert. You do, there are some social interactions and places you go where you see people you normally see. You do miss that. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's weaved into your daily routine. And so for that to be stripped from you, it is an adjustment, you know? Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's been good. I, I, I believe the one thing that I know, because, you know, I'm pretty in tune with myself to some levels. Um, I know once this is all said and done and return to normalcy, I know one thing 
that I'm going to miss is um, having this much time with the two goons that I call my sons. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, I think back to um, d- during one of my, <laughs> one of my bouts with unemployment and um, being positioned to spend more time with, it, it was only my oldest son at the time, YG, he was really young. But um, when I did find work and got back into the workforce, you know, one of the immediate impacts I had was, you know, not being with him, not getting to spend that time with him like I'd kind of grown accustomed to. So uh, I know I'm going to miss that. I know for sure I'm going to miss that. But for right now, I'm going crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, it's almost like you have because things are different. You're going to have to switch your, your mind to say, hey, this is this is the time where I invest heavily into my kids because it's a time I normally don't have with them. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so when that time does, it's crazy because we'll get to work. It's almost like you always miss what you don't have, right? Yeah. yeah. So when you get back to work, you'll be like, man, I wonder what YG and, 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 and you know, AG are doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's, it's, you're always going to miss what you have always had at your disposal or this whatnot. Is, this is true. So, so yeah, so you know, it's just you gotta you gotta have to work as the saying goes, you gotta work with what you got. So yeah. if you're around boys all day, that's a blessing because, you know, there are a lot of people who, who are not around their kids. Um which I kinda wanna run something by you. Go for actually, a walker. Unless you're done. Um kind of well, going I, I had I had one thing I want to run by you, but um I'll I'll be hospitable today, um, since I've been around people. So <laughs> <laughs> no um talking about people who are not around their kids i did want to highlight some things some things that we may have discussed in the previous week um around COVID 19 and what the government has been doing i wanted to run something by you to get your perspective okay uh you know of course they one of the stipulations that we heard past week about the stimulus checks is that people, it, there was a question about who would be eligible and who would not be eligible, right? right? So one of the things that would eliminate you from receiving a stimulus check is if you were behind on child support. That's a so real thing? I, that's what I was hearing about a week ago. Okay, I've seen that, I've seen that, you know, in several different spots. I just, I just kind of reduced it as um, a, a um, a rumorous flutter as I, as, as I internally uh, process it. But no, if there's some, if there's some legitimacy to it, let's talk about it. I always want to know what, what, what would your thoughts be about that? Like, do you think that they should be declared ineligible or do you think, like, how would you, if you're the government, how would you handle that scenario? Mm, man, that is, that is rough. I, <sighs> Honestly, Walker, I, if it, if 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 I had if I had a vote, you know, to vote, you know, yay or nay for that, I would vote against that. Um, only because okay. we are in such unique times, and you know, survival is the is the thing right now. I hate to say it like that, but um, you know, there are reasons upon, and and I've I'm, I have never been in this situation, and heaven forbid I'm ever in the situation, but I know there are reasons why. Certain people are not paying child support. I get it. Is it is it right? No. You know, you you are legally mandated to do such. Um, but to to I, I think to to some degree you're adding to the issues if you exclude people for this primary thing. You know what I'm saying? 
And, mm-hmm. and I feel like as I say this, as I articulate these words, it's downplaying the importance of paying child support. And I want to go on record by saying, I'm not saying it's not important. But again, look at the situation we're in. We're in like a crisis, man. We're in a pandemic. So people right. are just trying to get to that next bite, you know, say, as safe as they can. So um, I, I, th- I think personally, yeah, go ahead and throw that out. I almost want to say because that you do have, it's not like that this is restricted to one community, right? Right. But I, I, I side-eyed this whole rule because uh, according to what I've read, you can still be eligible for the stimulus check even if you're behind on taxes. Right. But if you're behind on child support, like you're, you're like what, what make you would think you would, you would think taxes would take a higher precedent over child support because right. you're paying that directly to the government, yeah. right? So I would think if anything, they would cut you from that. But if they allow those people to get a check with people who are behind on child support, uh, my my thing is this. So, so here's my thing with the whole child support thing: the money may not go directly to the person who owes child support. But you could at least fork a good bit of that money over to who the child support is owed to. There you go. I don't think you should just keep keep in pocket that money for yourself because I'm pretty sure you have you have a lot of families in which the female like there are a lot. You know, again, we I'm going to I'm going to set aside those who uh, lack integrity, those who have a little heart. You have some women who are really bending over backwards to keep their households afloat and are not getting much support from the men who fathered their children or child, right? Right. right. So the child support is becomes important. So if there's an opportunity for, for more money to come in to support your kids, then I think the government should work through on a, a more, a plan to actually not just prevent both households from getting money, but to figure out who can get the money and benefit the most because that's where the kids are. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, but just just make them ineligible, I I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I and there, know there are helps. some people I just know some people who are behind not because they're being trifling. Like you got some people who are behind because again, if you're you may be behind on child support because you may have been furloughed. Right. Yeah. So if I'm furloughed and I can't work, you mean to say, and I'm now just got behind because some people are still living hand to mouth. Does that mean I'm ineligible because I'm now behind on child support because I can't work? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think I think it should I think they, it, there should be more thought to that. But I just want to know your thoughts on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate I hate that we agree on that, but yeah. <laughs> you hate that we agree. <laughs> well, um, I told you. I think I knew you were in a debating mood today. Why? Just FYI. Huh? Why? I don't know what you're talking about. No, I bet you don't. Well, you had something you want to run by me. Yeah. So uh, I just, I, I want to share with you this conversation I had with a, um, uh, yeah, he, he's a close friend of mine. Um, and okay. he, he's, he's granted, um, he's granted me, I'm not going to use his name, but he said, hey, yeah, put this on the podcast. I don't care. Um, so, so a friend of mine, he is uh, a CFO for a medium-sized organization, right? Um, so he he and I spoke on Friday, uh, just you know, I guess routine conversation, and uh, he told me how he had to make the decision to lay off ten people. 
And mm. um, I was like, man, you know, that sounds bad. And he was like, man, um, yeah, dude. He's like, it, it heavy, was, heavy as the head. Right, right. So he's like, it's tough. And he's like, man, he, and he, 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 he uttered the word. He said, man, I hate my life. And, uh, you know, I just, hey, I feel a way when people say that. But if you're a friend of mine, I'm not going to let you slide on that. Not easily, you know? Right. And um, I said, what? And he says, yeah, man. He said, man, I hate my life. And so um, my my immediate question, and, and I agree, you know, we, we, we're cool now. But this probably wasn't. Is that a good Is he being literal there? Uh, well, he said it twice. Okay. You know, and so, some people some people say that and they, they, they're speaking figuratively, like <laughs> F me or whatever. Like you really ain't trying to F yourself, but you know what I mean? Some people just say things that been off their frustration. And I get it, Walker, and I've even said stuff like that. I just don't in terms of my life, I'm I, I, it's kinda it's kinda hard for me to say that. But um, I understand that. this this, this guy's known me for, you know, uh, a dozen years or so. Uh, he knows where I stand on stuff like that. So, um, and, and I regret this, but my first question was, well, um, you and your family are headed to your lake house this weekend. Are you still going to hate your life when you get there? <laughs> Again, right. not the best question to ask because, of course, he took offense to that. And now, you know, we're in a heated, heated discussion. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, he... He, he got off what he needed to get off. I got off what, what I need to get off. We decided it was best that we just end the phone call right there, right then and there until we cooled off. Later on that day, um, we called and, you know, or I think he actually called me. And, um, you know, I, I, I did share and I did share my apology for, you know, that probably one of the best question to ask. Um, but but one of the things one of the things here, here's what I wanted to get your your standpoint on it. Um if you were ever and, and and from him, I know that I could never be in that situation because I know personally I'd be like, look, <laughs> you know, I know how financially sound I am. Um, why don't y'all just let me go to save some of these 10 jobs? So so my question for you, Walker, I want to get both sides of the uh, of the I want to get both sides of it from your your vantage point. Um, OK. From your vantage point now, from hearing the story, what do you feel about it? Then also, if you were in the shoes of this man, what would be your what? what how, how would that impact your feeling of it? I mean, I, I think, man, even when you accept a leadership position, whether it's in a company, organization, wherever, you're going to be faced with tough decisions. Right. If you don't want to if you don't want to deal with that, then just say, I don't want to ever be a leader. Right. Mm -hmm. I just rather be a worker. I follow instructions. I do my job. I go home. Right. Right. But when you go get into a leadership position and a leadership role, you're going to you're going to find yourself in a position where you're going to have to make decisions that not only affect your enterprise, your business, but it's going to affect households. Right. Right. So. I think that just comes with the territory. It's, it's, it's like you you knew that when you signed your name on the dotted line to accept the position in a role. That doesn't make it easier when you're confronted with those decisions, but it, it's, it's the name of the game, right? And I think that was part of your point is, you know, do you, are you going to be, you know, you want to pick and choose 
what parts of your life you hate and what parts of your life you enjoy. It's all of your life, right? True. And we understand that words mean things. Like, I, I would never say anything like that because I understand, like, my words have value and they do mean something. Right. Um, I understand the importance of speaking things into existence and speaking what I want as opposed to things that I really deep down don't want. So I, I think that, I think that, you know, to be fair to your homeboy is that there's nothing wrong with blowing off steam, but just be mindful of the words you speak over yourself and over your life. Because deep down, I think, you have worked, he's worked hard and he's had favor in his life. He's had blessings in his life to get to where he, he's got. But you also have to understand that when, once you ascend and get into areas of leadership, you're going to, there's going to be some challenging days because you hold people's, you hold people's, you know, lives in the palm of your hand and their livelihood in the palm of your hand with a swift decision. And you got to make those choices. If you don't like that, then Take a reduced role. If not, you know, you're going to have to, and, and again, you know, mental health is important. Taking care of yourself is always important because you want to be in the best frame of mind to be able to handle those high pressure scenarios and situations. I don't think it gets any easier or, or better just because you make more money, right? Right. It's almost to kind of make you feel guilty because here you are living a pretty good life while other people are left to figure out where do they go from here. It's right. A, that's something I couldn't, I couldn't go to bed at night with that on my, on my heart. And I know we're all different. Um, right. But that, that's why, I, that's why I said, you know, I'm kind of blessed that, that he and I did have this uh, healthy confrontation is cause I know, cause I, I think, I think at times I've, I've, I've gone on to trick myself into thinking that I want to, ascend professionally this kind of way and it's always upward but after hearing him talk about this aspect of his job it made me think like do, do i really want that <laughs> you know you do you, you think you do. so because i don't think that defines your your entire position in uh, your role you're not being hired to fire people you're being hired to be productive and and keep the company and the business afloat and not only afloat but but help them grow to new leaps and bounds I think that should be the nucleus of what you do for a living. Right. And I think there are always things about our job that we wish we could trim the fat off of, right? Like, right. there's always things about our job. You know, I really wish I didn't have to do that part of it. And I don't think with any job or role that goes away. This is your, his just so happens to be in a time of crisis, we had to let some people go. Mm. So, I yeah, I, again, I just think that's just, it, it's, it's life, and I think we once we understand that we can't get away from that, then we have to figure out how can I best cope and deal with that. And I think it's important too that it, it, it to me, bro, it's important how you treat people when there's no crisis around, right? Right. My thing is is that yeah, it, it's tough to let someone go, but if they know my heart and they know that. I've been the type of boss and person to look out for people, take care of people. They know I'm not being malicious, right? They just under, it's a tough decision. It's tough for them. What do they do? But at least I, that would be my thing. At If I was the type of person where I wasn't taking care of my people, even before things hit the fan with the coronavirus and people having to stay home and stuff like that, 
that would eat me that would eat me up and now i have to let these people go that would tear me up but if i knew in my heart that hey i've done the best i could for my employees i've taken care of them as best i could we just got into a bad situation and we had to make a decision i can at least live with that as opposed to not valuing my employees and then cutting them loose. you and i could not be more opposite on, on those yeah. sentiments <laughs> only because my thing is using your example if i've been a crappy leader before then you're easily dispensable to me you know but if, mm. if i've been if i've been leading the way that i know i should lead it's gonna be harder for me to make the decision to terminate you you know what doesn't I'm make it doesn't make it easier but i can be at peace with it. oh if that makes sense well, yeah that, i'm not saying it's like to talk oh, about we- peace <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is America for thing. Pete's sake. <laughs> That's my thing. I, I can I can be wow. <laughs> no, I can be at peace knowing that I I really have valued and taken care. Like again, I'm I'm gonna be tore up. I'm gonna be messed up about it, but I can at least make peace with it as opposed to saying I ain't even treat these people right to begin with, and then now I'm letting it go. Like I would struggle with that. Okay. Um, and, and, me. and Walker, I think, and, and I'll say this before we get Doherty. Um, I think w- one thing that I was able to deduce from this for, in the terms of self-reflection is, um, a, I may still be a little bit emotional about my own, uh, professional reduction in force experience at, you know, an organization that I hold high in my heart to this day. I still may be a little emotion, maybe some emotional residue from that still, but um, and, and if it is, that's fine. I, you know, more for my therapist to help me with. But um, I think another part of it is I read this book uh, two, maybe three years ago. Uh, it's titled Leaders Eat Last. And it just it, it, it really hones in. on. And I know it's only one faction of what this particular author deems an effective leader to be. But it's he did a deep dive on the sacrificial element that comes with being a leader. And, mm-hmm. and I, I could easily relate to a few of the principles that I still remember reading. And it's it's just it's just, a I think, a measure of to lead. What are you willing to sacrifice? You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, given the situation my friend was in, you know, I kind of pitted him in that arena and thinking, well, what could he sacrifice in this? You know, you, you know, so, so, that. Well, not only that, but some immediate thoughts I had was like, you know, um, maybe me, you know, and I'm putting hypothetically, I'm putting, I'm walking his shoes, but, you know, say I go to my boss, who's probably the CEO and said, hey, you know, hey, let me fall on the sword instead of these guys. Right. Or it's, well, how about, um, how about like, you know, my bonus, you know, how about, you know, I not get that. And we take that money and we allocate it here to keep people working, you know, just just stuff like that, just stuff like that that I think. And I didn't ask my buddy about that just because we we're reconciling. But it's just like the, these are things that I feel like I would at least ask before I just have to say, OK, look, y'all 10, y'all ain't coming back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what 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 bonuses are on the level of your of your of your friend. That could help, but I don't know for how long that would help. Like you still would end up having to cut people loose. Um, and I, I think your CEO would, would again, man. Like 
if you have good people at the top, you stepping down to help people is not negotiable. Like that is not even an option because mm-hmm. you're you're where you are for a reason. You sure. know what I'm saying? And I think that I think that to lose someone in that position, even though it's noble and even though it's respectable, so that other people can have a chance within the company. Again, you have to consider your leadership. And if you if you're losing leaders, if you're cutting off the head to save the the feet or the hand, then what good is the body? You know what I'm saying? I see what you mean. So yeah, I, I I again that's noble and I think that's just how big your heart is. I just don't know if that's even practical. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. And I don't even think your CEO would even accept that. Especially if he thought highly enough of you to put you in said position. That's true. Okay. Well, um, I'll share this with you because you'll get a laugh out of it because I surely did. Uh, I put this whole situation in a group meet with some of my close friends and just told them how everything went down. And uh, one of my homeboys who actually listens to this pretty regularly, he said, he said, man, Gat, you, you don't ever need to be a CFO. You need to be a different type of CFO. And I was like, what do you mean by that? He said, you need to be a chief friendship officer. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> Dude, if there's ever a market for professional friends, I need to be there. <laughs> Seriously. But anyway. Yeah, but but again, like again, that's just that's to me that's a leadership thing, and there's no there's no good leader who's never had to make tough decisions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's just all a part of leadership at the end of the day. Like when you're really in certain roles where people's livelihoods is in the palm of your hands, that can be stressful. Yeah. So you know, um, yeah. If, 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 so I, I I get I get the frustration from your friend saying what he said i wouldn't have said it but i understand how he feels i mean you probably really do feel crappy as a human being in this time really impacting people's lives you know what i mean right so it is what it is cool (sighs) all right that was morbid enough uh (laughs) shall we pick up the mood and get dirty sure why not okay uh, do you want to start off discuss the trash? Yeah, um, I'll go ahead and kick us off. This is very light, but I I, I think um, you've seen it. I've seen most of it. Um, but I want to talk about Tiger King. Okay. Uh, I know we talked about it briefly last week, but since I hadn't seen it, we kind of had to move along. But I've <laughs> painfully ingested a lot of what this uh documentary is uh, and you've seen the whole thing right i have not seen any of it actually i just mentioned oh it. i thought you said you'd seen it no no no, no. i want to see it oh well, i want to see try, it i am ha- <laughs> I, I am halfway through all american okay season and two FYI, to be, season two to be specific season two yeah i'm halfway through all american season two and if you recall where the halfway point was I just finished, I'm at the halfway point, we got there last night, and my wife and I was, was like, slinging beer. <laughs> oh, wow. So, if you can imagine what point I was in, in, in the season, because I don't want to spoil anything. I think I do know where you are. Yeah. So, that'll that'll give you an idea of where I am in the season, but it is really, really good. Wow. I'm coming for Tiger Blood next, so. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's not next. It's not next. Um, I'm actually going to what's what's the other one that's out? 
season three. Oh, Ozark. Uh, Ozark. That's that's where I'm going next. I'm going Ozark next, then Tiger Blood. Walker, listen to me, man. I finished Ozark on Friday. I think Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, dude! I was in a very unique state. <laughs> it couldn't talk. Tell. It couldn't talk to anybody about it because no one that I know has seen it yet. So uh, what do I do? I have to lean on the internet, as you as you people call it. Um, <laughs> it's so uh, you just, people. What do you mean? Oh, uh, you know what I mean, Walker. Don't make me pull this out of you. <laughs> pull it out of me. <laughs> yeah. You know exactly where I'm going with this. Um, but no, but no, I, I found myself on a blog after blog, website after website, just you know trying to get my thoughts answered on how this really really good season three kind of wound up so um i hate to admit this but it it may or may not have occupied a full hour of my day on friday just because i was in such a shook position by the way that all culminated so i'm not going to say anything else um you know no spoiler alerts here but um ozark does it again and I'm, okay. really, I'm really shocked at why this this production hasn't gotten more acclaim because I mean the writing is so, so I mean why it pays me the good way to talk about how clever this writing is and how the you know in terms of character development and the plot mm-hmm. breakdown I'm just like man these people are either psychopaths or they're geniuses beyond our own belief you know because it's just like I they're, never they're I'm, probably definitely sociopaths yeah they sure. gotta be to think about you know the way they anyway anyway it's just like no some somebody and they, they may i didn't i haven't researched but there needs to be some type of award in a cabinet somewhere with ozark written on it because this show is absolutely stellar okay no that's i'm i'm heading that way next okay. um i mean did you want to talk high level about uh about the it's tiger blood right yeah i mean it I guess I can talk high level. I, I'm going to tell you this, Walker. I watched the first episode, and it was way more than um, than I imagined it being. And I'm telling you, dude, I went for the PPE for the second episode and every episode after that. Mm. <laughs> like, I mean... You, <laughs> you went for the... You said the PPE? The PPE, the personal protective equipment. <laughs> Because this, I mean, walking. Now I got you. Thank I you. got you. The, the, just the content <laughs> alone of this is just so disturbing. And the tangled webs. Oh my goodness. And a uh, brief, brief shout out to uh, the Suburban Pod. I love their review of this. And it, it confirmed a lot of the thoughts I had as I was watching it. Um, but yeah, it's just. It just it, it it told me a lot about myself and it, it confirmed just how sheltered I am as an individual. But um, mm-hmm. it also told me it also showed me the impacts that hard drugs could have on people's lives. Man. My <laughs> word. <laughs> it was the reason they said just say no, right? Yeah, you, you, you know, Walker, we're both uh, class of 2000 in terms of high school graduation. Mm-hmm. So you. I'm sure you grew up with the whole drug free 2000 campaign thing. Dare? Dare. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're you're alumni. Um oh, absolutely. But um <laughs> as I was watching this, I'm thinking with this generation of kids, you want to keep them off drugs? Let them see this. <laughs> 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 just let them just 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 
give them an episode like one a week. <laughs> I'm gonna write a report on it. <laughs> Hilarious. Oral presentation. Yeah, dude. And if any kid is inspired by any of this, put them on your watch list. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think quarantine them. Quarantine them. I think it's e. I think it's easy. You know, it's it'll be easy to kind of decide which kid's gonna go which direction. You know, after hearing their opinions on stuff like this. But nah, man. It. I think that's as high as levels I can go. It's just yeah. I you know from what I consumed, and I I even had friends, coworkers reaching out saying, "Oh man, you gotta watch this," but no one really said what it was about. And it doesn't take long for you to realize the premise of this in episode one, but it's just like each episode, you're just kind of like Ozark. You're kind of thinking, goodness, what's going to happen next? Kind of like All-American. Like, what could possibly happen after all this? And then it's like you get punched in the face again and it's just like, no, like I never, like never would have guessed this. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I'm amazed at how much, how busy I've been because on one hand, I've been watching stock market, and on the other hand, I've been like handling a lot of work. Yeah, ironically, because we're still, you know, we can we can work regardless of whether we're in the office or not. So I still have stuff to do. Yeah. So I haven't had that luxury of being able to watch some of the, these documentaries and shows um, during the week. And when wifey comes home, I'm definitely not watching it at that time because she's not interested. Right. So that's why I've, I'm, I'm going to probably continue to be behind, okay. uh, on some of these. And so all American, of course, was safe. Right. So of course that's what we will watch together, but I definitely want to check out these two documentaries, oh bro. My goodness. I mean, these are these two, these two, uh, Netflix specials. I cannot wait to get your viewpoints on some of this stuff whenever you watch them. Oh, but anyway, I'm I'm coming. I'm I'm a little behind, but I'm 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 bring I'm bringing up the rear. So okay. be patient with. Me. All right, what, not done with me. What you got, Walker? Um, there's an update. We have an update. Okay, we did discuss this. I think two podcasts ago. Um, the Jordan documentary is scheduled to be released this month. It's been moved up to April 19th. Are you ready yet? Uh, you ready? To, you ready? Are you ready for this? Physically, I think I am. Emotionally, I'm not. Why are you not? Why are you not ready? Um, By the way, are we even discussing this, or, or are you trashing it? The the fact that you're asking this insults me on so many levels. We um, have to be fair for all of our topics. <laughs> okay, we're 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 discussing this. Um, for Why the, are you not ready? Uh, for those of you who don't who don't really know, those of you who listen, you may not know this about me. But um, you talk about standing people. I mean, Michael Jordan is pinnacle on this list. And I uh, kind of wish my wife were on here because she would she would attest to the fact that um, there have been countless days and nights to where I would just randomly go to YouTube and find some Jordan highlight um, and just said highlight and then find that full game where highlight took place and watch the entire game, even even including footage where Jordan wasn't even on the floor. But it's just like I I'm I'm almost obsessed with the athlete that is Michael Jordan. So with you know, and it even it even translates over to, you know, my choice of footwear. <laughs> but um, considering all this, when when they released a trailer, I think it was uh, around this time last year. I was just like, okay, where's my countdown app? And I'm going to go ahead and start it now. But um, 
I I think I think with that I was kind of structuring myself to be ready in June, but now that they've you know ex, uh, expedited it and they're moving it up, I don't know what to do. Like I'm I I know when it comes out I'm going to be sitting in front of a TV just waiting to take all this in, but I just I just don't know. Kind of it, it reminds me kind of like how you probably were with um with the Avengers in game. <laughs> you know, like you weren't playing okay. you weren't playing any games with a Walker. Like you knew exactly when it was gonna release and nothing was gonna keep you from that movie theater when it released. And I'm sure right. leading leading up to that you were just kinda like, Ooh, is this gonna happen? Is that gonna happen? Is this gonna happen? I'm sure you were rewatching old stuff to really just you know make sure you could catapult yourself into this culmination of this part of the the Marvel series, right? These things did happen. Continue. That's that's where I am. That's where okay. I am. And I'm just like, you know, you've seen the trailers where, you know, they, you know, some of it may be theatrical, but where they're going in like these, these warehouses and getting all this footage. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> More Jordan content that, that, that has not been released before. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. But at the same time, I'm kind of fearful because it's coming sooner than I had prepared for. So, um, Keep your phone on Walker because I, I may not be okay. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna probably be getting random texts from you. Oh. Um, this gets released. Matter of fact, uh, turn your phone off. <laughs> you're definitely you're definitely uh, will be ignored. Gotcha. I might block you. You can I might you block put, you for. A week. You could put "Do Not Disturb" on certain people without blocking them. And you know you at that point you get to you get to take in their content whenever you feel deemed necessary. So just just put that little crescent moon on me, okay? Don't don't totally x me out. <laughs> no blocking sounds so much more fun. <laughs> no, but uh, you know what's gonna be so dope about the documentary, and, uh, and we'll move on from here, is that we know Mike great, right? Right. We understand and appreciate Mike for who he is, what he was back in that time sure but what i'm excited about is for younger people who have been touting the lebrons and the kobe's as the greatest you get to see how great this guy really was and i think this will be something that the newer generation can kind of put their eyes on and really understand the magnitude and understand him more beyond a me a crying me mean or some tennis shoes like this dude was the most dominant player in this generation. Oh, no so, question. So I, I hope this documentary brings that full circle. You know, um, that's all I got. Walker, in, in, and I'll say this and we'll move on. But um, in speaking of the, you know, getting, you know, getting the younger generation to, to really adhere to the impact that Jordan had and still has <laughs> in a way, um, <laughs> one of our one of our family movie nights this week was Space Jam. And so, um, okay. yeah, uh, YG was completely enamored. And it was in that moment I was like, I think he's mine. <laughs> but, no, <I'm> <laughs> but no, and I'll say a little, a little unsure before then. But right, now, right. <laughs> but no, um, he, he loved it. Of course, you know, it had the cartoon characters and didn't realize we hadn't exposed him to Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck or any of the Mary Melodies people. Uh, that's a huge parent fail on our behalf. But anyway, um, the next morning, uh, he was talking about it. He was talking about the Space Jam movie. And I was like, man, tell me who was in it. And he said, oh, there was a rabbit in it. There was a duck in it. And he's just going, he's going, they're monsters. They're basketball monsters. I was like, well, okay, well, who else was in it? 
And uh, he was like, yes, yeah, Michael, Michael. And I was like, no, son, not now. Don't do this. You need to be, you need to be able to tell me who that Michael guy is. <laughs> so, you know. So your child. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait a minute, Catherine. Catherine. No, bro. I know, I know. This is not, this is unacceptable. <laughs> I will let you slide with Looney Tunes. But you mean to tell me that. Your son owns a pair of Jordans, uh, several pairs of Jordans, pairs, yeah. but don't even know the guy Man. by which the shoes have been. Are you serious? It's and a- your, your, let me ask you this. And this is going to be a follow up question. But is it possible you stand MJ higher than you do Drake? Oh, yes. No question. Only because. Only because the MJ standing started at a young age, like you know, yeah, it's grown, yeah, it's grown. It's, 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 okay, I've never been able to shake it. Okay, so you mean to tell me you have not educated your son? Your son named a duck and a rabbit and monsters before naming Michael Jordan. It couldn't even say movie. Jordan. It couldn't even say Jordan. He could eat like he could not. He could not remember Michael's last name. Goodness gracious. That was a long Goodness. morning for me. So um, he's he's been watching it on loop ever since. And uh, no, I'm just, I'm just. So, <laughs> so so I do want you to know that uh, the Father of Year Awards you won't be a you won't be a, a finalist. I just want you to know that, right? <laughs> yes. Remove my name from uh, from consideration yeah, you, immediately. You will not be in the running this year <laughs> for that reason alone. Uh, who is your all-time stand list? Ooh. Human stands? Yes. Is it just two? I mean, Drake's on there, but I don't think Drake is like... Drake may not be... He's top five stand for sure. He's top five? Yeah, but he's he's probably he's- closer to five than he is to one. Dang, Three? Walker. No, he's probably four or five. Who's ahead of him? Well, Mike, Mike, of course. I know that, but who else is ahead of him? That uh, would make Drake two. This was this was going to be four or five. Who else is ahead of him? Number two is going to shock you, Walker, because I just don't talk about him much. But inside, like you know, this this guy's just yeah. Um, David Justice. Wow. Yeah. Um, again, listeners, um, big sports guy here. Uh, Atlanta Braves, I think. Oh, not I think, but Atlanta Braves are my favorite sports team across all sports. Um, I just, you know, I remember when the Braves won the World Series in 95 and I cried. I mean, I cried tears of joy over a sport. Uh, You know, I never cried when MJ won championships or whatever. I didn't cry when MJ won a gold medal. But, man, when the Braves won, there were tears of joy. And And I remember so much about that entire day. And, and that game and what happened after that game. But um, during my Braves fanhood, which still, uh, I mean, continues today, we just hadn't had much to be, you know, that proud of here lately. We didn't make the playoffs last two years in a row. But um, 
as a kid, I I always wanted to be Dave Justice, especially when I started playing Little League Baseball. And he was the only reason I started playing baseball, honestly. He was a very popular player back then. Absolutely. I do recall that. 23 was not a popular number on the baseball diamond. So um, I can I can recall most years. I, there was one year I didn't get 23, and I went with 22. Oddly enough, I had one of my worst seasons ever. But um, – I would wear 23 because of David Justice and also side with, you know, with MJ, but MJ wasn't playing baseball. So it was just like, to me, when I got to, when I got to choose number 23 and put that on my back, it was like, all right, Justice for baseball, Jordan for inspiration. So, yeah. Was David David Justice playing baseball when Jordan left? Yeah. When he left? When he left the Bulls the first time, the first to go time play baseball. yeah, he, he wasn't on the Braves then. I think he, he had been traded, but um, even then, okay. I still kept close, as close contact as you could in the 90s to, to Dave Justice. Whenever he's on SportsCenter, I was always watching for him and just praying that the Braves would get their act together and get him back. And even even had a chance to meet Dave Justice before a Braves game one year. I, I want to say I was either nine or 10 years old. And I'm talking about, you know, those Michael Jackson concerts where people like falling out and they're carrying them out of there. That was almost me. Like, I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> And all he, all he said to me, all he said to me was, "Hey kid, nice jersey," and he tapped me on the head twice, and that was it. And I was just like, yeah, it, I, I, "I'm sure I didn't know how to articulate at the time, but I remember being in a in a frame of mind like, Lord, you could take me right now." Because <laughs> <laughs> nothing in life is gonna transcend this moment. <laughs> So that's why you can never say you hate your life. Right, right. Because it's like <laughs> David Justice in my head. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh man. So anyway, okay. yeah. I, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna complete that stand list for you, Walker, and uh, I'm gonna have that to you in our next recording because that's a really good question. I just want to know. You got some people ahead of Drake. I'm just curious who that is because okay. I would have had Drake in your top three. Gotcha. No. But since he's not, you piqued my curiosity. <laughs> anyway, man, the ball's in your court. Uh, well, what we got next? Well, to discuss the tra- Drake is on my list. Let's keep it there. You know, um, do you want to discuss the Trash's two C challenge? We can discuss it. Okay. Two, uh, two. As, as, as everyone knows, Drake released two C slide uh, early Friday morning, and um, I don't know Walker if you've seen the video yet. I have. But I just think it. I think this is a testament to Drake's greatness. Drake, as an entertainer, no, as, <laughs> as an entertainer <laughs> and just all around mogul, I, I think it was so good for him to meet people where they were. And like, while this is a song that you know is very catchy and has just like exploded on TikTok and pretty much all social media, I took a lot of value personally in Drake. In, a, in in essence, cor- showing showing people that hey, I'm quarantined too, but I'm making the best of it and I'm having a good time, even though I'm in a multi million dollar mansion. But still, like I'm in here, I got my mask on, but I'm still having a good time. And I, and I believe the timing of this did so much good and is going to do so much more good in terms of you know social acceptance and things like that and getting people in a different mind state of you know you know dealing with this whole quarantine situation um yeah it was it was it was a genius move it was a genius move um by drake and again 
it's right around that time where it's, it's starting to warm up. You starting to, you know, what's 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 gonna be the song of the summer? What's yeah. gonna be what's gonna be the next dance wave or right. dance song? And with TikTok coming on, of course, it's gonna pop again, like one of the more popular songs on his latest on his last album. Like it, it, it's almost gonna have, you know, a similar. I won't say the exact same effect, but a similar effect. And I think because everyone is doing challenges, they're at home. Yeah, it, it was it was it was it was a genius move. Absolutely. I mean, the song is okay to me, but it was genius. It's not in my feelings to my to in my opinion. Excuse me, it's not in my feelings. It's not up there. I don't think. But no, it's it, not. That's why I say it's like it's okay. In my feelings, hit. Yeah. That was a hit. And it, it, it'll hit. still it'll still go today if you were to turn it on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I just two C slide is gonna remind people of this, you know, because it's Drake, so people are gonna be listening to it three years from from now down the road. But it's just it's not gonna hit the same as in my feelings did. So yeah. No, but the reason why I say it's genius is because of the dance. Like you you're going this song will continue in my opinion, I think it will live on throughout deep into the summer because it's a dance. I mean, you're going to hear it in the club. Like, people are going to be playing it. It's going to be it's gonna, and it's all on social media. That's why I think that's the genius of it because while it may not be in my feelings good, I think it has what it takes to live on. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's, that's all I got with that. Okay. My my go? There's, yes. Here's something that you can trash. Uh, Takashi 69 is home. Who? That's trash. Who? Tashi six nine. Keep well. I need to know who he is before I trash him. Who, who this, he is? Who this man Harpo? Um, Daniel Hernandez. You know who he is? Oh, oh, D Hearn. Yeah, he's he's free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, D Hearn, Dan Hearn, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can trash. That. Why didn't I say that, huh? Right. Why, why didn't I leave with Daniel Hernandez? We we can trash that Walker. You don't care. I, I do want to ask you a question before we move on. Okay. Do you think he just picked up where he left off musically? Now you and I don't check for him musically, but do you think he picks up where he left off? Does he get back in the lab? Um, Not even that. We know he's gonna do. He's gonna produce music, right? And by, by the way, when we say he's out, he's just back home, right? He's he's still. I think he has to wear an ankle monitor, and I think he has to be. You know, people checking on him. Like he's not free, free. Is he in witness protection? Home. Did it say? Uh, I, don't know. I don't. I don't know if you can make that public though. Even if he were, right? Because my thing. Right. My thing is he's he's got bigger thing. I mean his. His livelihood is more important than music at this point. Um, so that's my thing. Do you think he picked up where he left off? <sighs> Sadly enough, I do think he does. Yeah, I mean, just just like just like COVID nineteen, we're just this is an unprecedented time. Yeah, yeah, I never knew of a person having this happen to them, and they can get right back to music. Right. There was a time and place where that was a no no and that never happened. But th- again, these are different times we're in. But yeah, we don't also, have to. We, I also feel like with him, given the appeal that he had before he got locked up, he knows and his team knows that if he were to drop just just one track, he's got millions of streams just waiting sure. on him because people are kind of like trying to figure out what his next move is going to be. So yeah, he, he'll get back in the lab and put something out there. 
Absolutely. I, 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 and that's that's my whole point. I was like, this is just so, this is just a different time because when we were off you, we were off you. You know what I mean? Right. And I think it coming up in the 90s, and again, I keep, I keep, I keep going back to this documentary because I thought it was so good with hip hop evolution is that when it talks about how people like Ice-T slowly introduced gangster rap, it wasn't necessarily that he was living it, but he was really chronicling things that he personally experienced, things that was happening around him. Like he was talking about real life stuff, right? right? That's how it originated. And what happened was, you know, you can almost argue the worst thing that ever happened to it is it became a successful, it became a successful um, approach to music, basically. And so now you have people co-opting street life who are not even really street and playing uh, with stuff that's potentially dangerous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so to me, whenever you ran across, like even in the 90s, people who really wasn't of the street but was talking about it and it got out, you were done. Mm. You were done. So it's just interesting to see someone like him. It's interesting to see someone like him continue to just pick up where you left off that's yeah. all that's all that's all gotcha well um i got a topic i know you're gonna want to talk about um dan orlovsky of espn had some um rather heated comments about one of your favorite athletes cam newton uh discuss a trash walker uh, i almost want to trash it but i don't think i've even heard this what okay, do you say let's discuss it um and let me say before I get into it, I too was like you when this was brought to my attention. I was like, man, I, I'm not here for any Cam Newton shade, but um, but Dan Orlovsky kind of flipped the narrative and he came he came on ESPN's Get Up and he just said, you know, it's a travesty that the NFL doesn't see Cam Newton as a week one starter in the NFL. And um, he he immediately went to throw shade throw shade on the Panthers. Um, who else did he throw shade on? Um, he he kind of indirectly threw some shots at the Chargers, who kind of, I think, in terms of what we know, have been flirting with Cam to a degree by inviting him to work out with Tyrod Taylor, I guess. Um, but the mm-hmm. fact, but but Dan Orlovsky really was irate at the fact that no one has jumped at the chance to sign Cam Newton right now. Um, so again my my emotions changed once i you know, once i leaned into it and started reading about it but you know dan is riding for cam um i i want to hear your 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 opinions about that comment one but number two i want to know where you stand with this whole cam thing like i mean do you do you think do you think dan's right i mean should should, should cam's phone be blowing up right now like or is he getting the proper treatment and getting essentially tumbleweed from these nfl teams um It's tough because you know, you know, I, you know, I've always been a Cam fan, right? Right. So it's hard for me not. It's, it's hard for me not to speak through orange and blue lenses, um, or you know, just just be biased towards Cam. Um, yeah, I think he's. I mean, the dude was just injured, right? Right. Isn't that why he didn't play? He right. was injured. He was injured. Yeah. And. He's no longer going to be injured, right? True. And and Walker, I think what's also important to note, Cam could have come back last season 
But the Panthers sure. made the choice to go ahead and shelf him. Right, because they had no intention of moving forward with him. Exactly. And you had this Kyle Allen kid who was playing well, um, but, you know, their playoff chances were kind of grim. So, it, in essence, they were kind of protecting Cam at the time by keeping him off the field in, in hopes that he'll fully recover, then come back and lead the Panthers to where they need to go. But then a lot happened with the organization, though. True. If you want to be honest. True. Like, they got – yeah, so um, – so you can understand how, how plans and things can change with that. But, yeah, to me, I feel like the only thing that – yeah, Cam had a few down years, but, again, it became an argument as, is this guy just playing injured or hurt? Or what's really going on with Cam? Then we found out he really was injured, right? Right. right. So to me, that kind of nullified some of his poor play. And let's keep in let's keep in mind the Panthers really never put the right people around Cam to help him be successful. Anyway, that can be debated, but um, I'm here for most of that comment. Oh, you like the O line? Well, I mean, a Walker. I you know I I, I look back at Cam in his um, more productive years, and you know I see a Didn't Super Bowl. I see a Super Bowl appearance. I see an NFL MVP. Um, you know, one year. I, hey, hey. You, you you act like you act like it's possible to roll out of bed and with an NFL MVP. You can only win no, one MVP saying, one year at a time. You know, you one can, year. Yeah. But then I saw a lot of other years he was running for his dear life. But he was still balling though. He was still producing because he's amazing. Right. That's and and, and that that kind of proves my point. What's your point again? <laughs> the point is. This man is a supernatural talent. Whether you want to give him a line or you don't, he is going to do what he does just because he is a freak of nature, right? Right. Um, the stuff he can do on the football field just transcends so much. Now, we, sure. know, we know in the NFL, week in, week out, taking a pounding like that is going to eventually wear down on, wear down on your RG3. But um, <laughs> that was so – I should have done that. <laughs> wow. He just caught a mad straight from you. But, but you know, I'm not defending the Panthers by not putting all that Cam needed around him. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But it doesn't take away from the greatness that Cam brings to the field, in my opinion. It doesn't. I, here's my, I guess my argument is not to diminish what Cam has done. I feel like when you look at the people like a Peyton, Peyton Manning, you look at you look at the Tom Brady, you look at these guys who have proven their greatness, you have organizations that have done the right thing and give these guys what they need to continue having continued success. Right. I didn't feel like Cam really got that, and I feel like Cam, and let's keep in mind, when Cam came into the league, he had a lot of doubters about True. what he could do. Yeah. So, again, to what what he's been able to achieve and accomplish, this guy has proven that, hey, he's one of the ones. Get this guy, the the, the people he need on offense to be successful. That was my whole thing. And, and I think overall, even I think it, it says a lot about Cam's greatness than it does about the front office of the Carolina Panthers that Cam was able to still be successful despite their poor attempts at really building around him. Well, Walker, can I, can I ask you a question about that? And I, and I want you to put your GM hat on here, okay? Okay. So it, I guess, I guess as I get older, I, I kind of think about you know a lot of these decisions that GMs are making. But at, it, 
you, here you have Cam Newton. Let's say we're GM of the Panthers. You, you got Cam Newton right here. He's supernatural. He's doing fantastic things, you know, right? You know that he's going to need to get paid, which Cam did get paid, right? Um, mm-hmm. Can you afford to pay him and give him all the pieces he needs? All? I don't think you got to give him all. Not all. I understand that part. But my thing is, is that I like I, I see them refuse to like address some issues along the line. I see them like refuse. To me, that was the thing that was frustrating to me. Like you don't even have to give him a big like at least give him an option or two as a receiver. But I would just see them just go away from go away from giving Cam like a few things here and there, and then he had no one to either throw to or no one to block for. Him. Okay. And here he is taking hits. And again, as you said, you want to protect your investment, right? True. So if you're going to give this guy a lot of money, unless if you care about winning and care about him being your franchise QB, wouldn't you give him the things that make sure that he's around a lengthy period of time? Yeah, especially if you're going to pay him. Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. And That's offensive, all I'm offensive saying. linemen don't cost a bunch, you know? So, yeah. And for them to be as important as it, because my thing is, you don't have to have a big time receiver. I mean, it would hurt, but I'm saying just give give Cam something to work with. And that was that was Sundays I watched, and I just was like, poor Cam. Yeah. So that's that's all. Gotcha. That's all. Um, but you know, I I agree. I feel like he's I feel like he's been treated like damaged goods, and the dude was just injured. Yeah. Like, what player in the NFL hasn't been injured? Right, right. So, anyway. Uh, shall we get to the main, the main, the main event? Let's get to it. That was my, that was actually my last topic. So, yeah, great timing there, Walker. Um, so, I don't know if y'all know, by the time you guys see this, uh, see this, it will be, it will have already taken place, but... We're recording on a Sunday. Teddy Riley and Babyface are set to battle on Instagram Live. Uh, in the spirit of what we've seen people do on live from with DJ D Nice doing uh, parties over the weekend, like people are now taking it to where you got producers and artists like basically doing battles with other people with their their favorite songs. So basically, uh, Teddy Riley and Babyface is uh i think swiss beats and timberland are working on putting it together and they're basically going to play their top 20 their best 20 songs that they've either produced or written for um so a lot of people are pumped about this a lot of people are excited about it i'm pumped about it because again anytime you tempt me to relive my childhood mm-hmm. i'm there Come on. right so uh, I mentioned it to Gap because I was like, you know, I don't want to spring this on him. And he, oh, I kind of did. But I didn't want to spring it on him while we were recording. Um, and he not even know this is going on. So I tipped him off. And I wanted to see if if Teddy Riley or Babyface came to you and said, hey, Gap, what would be the 20 songs I should play in this competition? What would be the songs you give them? So oh, is this on me? So oh. I can go first. It oh, doesn't matter. I got my list right here. 
You ready? Yeah. Well, you you go ahead. I want to see what you got. Okay. So um, I will start with Teddy first. Not out of not out of any. I mean, not ranking or anything. And none of these songs are ranked either. Did you want them ranked? Uh, no. 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 Good. No. Because that, that no, would take no. another year for me to really rank these. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I got. Um, is it good to you? Off the Juice soundtrack. Okay, um, not bad. Uh, one of my personal favorites. Uh, the, this this next song just got. I, um, I, I have some cultural roots that extend to Nassau, Bahamas, and this song. I remember being in Nassau when the song came out, and it was an absolute hit. But uh, just got paid by Johnny Kemp. Um, the city, okay. the city is mine. Jay Z. I knew you was gonna put that one. <laughs> uh, Groove me by Guy. Okay. Jam by Michael Jackson. Not bad. Make it last forever. Key Sweat, which is still on on my playlist. Um, okay. My prerogative, Bobby B. Okay. Um, right here, the Human Nature Remix, SWV. Shout out to the Above the Rim soundtrack. <laughs> um, not bad. Okay. <laughs> oh, and that's uh, now, now Walker. Walker, we're doing twenty for each or ten for each. I'm doing twenty. Dang it. Okay, I only did ten for each. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. I transposed. That's that. that your ten. That's my ten. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm so curious here, to see if we share any. Hold on. So give me your ten again. Is it good to you? What group is that? Is that true? Um, just got no. paid. Okay. I know Heavy D was part of that. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Was it a collab for the Juice soundtrack? I think it was. Okay. I, it might have been. It might have been. Don't, I know don't Teddy wrote and produced it. So yeah. He definitely and, uh, did. And I, that I jam is just echoing in the back of my brain right now, and I'm, I'm trying to keep myself together. Um, just Got Paid by Johnny Kemp. City is Mine, Jay-Z, Groove Me, Guy, Jam, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson, Make It Last for e- Forever, Key Sweat, My Prerogative, Bobby B, Right Here, Human Nature Remix, SWV. Yeah, those are my ten. Okay. Any so overlap there, Walker? And by the way, yeah, there are Good. some overlaps. The okay. overlap is just got paid uh, right here. Um, groove me. Um, jam. Mm. Make it last forever. You had my prerogative. Yes. And I think that's it. That's it as far as the uh, some of the some of the songs you mentioned were is a good cue. That was an honorable mention of mine. Okay. Um. One and again, dude. And what makes it so fun is that this is what makes it so tough because there were songs I was like, "Oh my god, I got to take you off the list." Yeah. Once I start finding songs, so here's here's my number. Here's I, I'm listing them as one, but they're not the best. I cannot believe you left this, left this off your list. I almost want to tell you to find a dumpster and throw you in your list in, in it. <laughs> Number one, the Rump Shaker remix. Rump Shaker? Hello? I'm, I'm here. I, th- I think I was one of the few that liked Rump Shaker but didn't really love it. <gasps> I know. I know. Okay. Number three is... Number two is just got paid. You you had that on your list. Yes. Number three, I want her. Keep sweat. Of course. Um. Number five, something in common. Bobby mm. Brown. 
Uh, number six, Don't Leave, Black Street. Number seven, I Like, by Guy. Number eight, Remember the Time, Michael Jackson. And by the way, I'm listing them. This is not in any significance. This is just when they came to me in my head. Okay. Okay. Number nine is High Five, I Like the Way, Kissing Game. Number 10, I think I may have more than, let's see where my numbers have gotten off. Uh, number 10 is Jam, Michael Jackson. Okay. No, number 11 is Before I Let You Go, mm. Black Street. Number 12 is Make It Last Forever, Keep Sweat. Um, number 13, My Prerogative, Bobby Brown. Sound good so far? Yeah, yeah, I'm jamming. Number 14, No Diggity, Black Street. Okay, of course. Um, 15 is I Got Less Chill by Guy. Um, mm. uh, number 16 is Now That We Found Love. Okay. Every Dean the Boys. Number 17 is right here. SWV. Here. And. Okay. Number. Where am I? This is 16. No, this is 17. So 17, I have. Did I tell you right here? Did I just say that one? You did. Okay, I got Wild Wild West, Kumo D. I had I had Round and Round by God. Oh my goodness, Walker! And I think that rounded out my top twenty. Oof. Okay, that's pretty tough. I think that's a pretty legit. And again, there was some I had to cut because yeah. I was. They were initially on there, but when I found another song, I said, uh-oh, somebody's got to get bumped. Like like we said, um, 20, yeah, that's 20 is very limiting. So, yeah, <laughs> especially with these yeah, guys. Yeah. And that's what I was seeing people comment on social media, like, you got to make it 30. You got to make it 40. Like, right. Uh, but I think that's a pretty, between between the two of us, we got to, I didn't, I didn't know you didn't care for Rump Shaker. Yeah, I just... I mean, yeah, Rump Shaker, man, that man, that the beat on that. That beat, beat is like legendary. I mean, yeah, timeless, Ooh. timeless. One could argue. It's just I just remember being the heat of it all when it came out, and there were times, mm-hmm. there were times they would come on the radio, and I'd be like, "Y'all really gonna play this again?" <laughs> Dude, they played the heck out of this. Rump Shaker got so much radio spin, <laughs> and I was just like, "It's okay. It's not. It's it's not a jam. It's not an anti jam of mine. It's just like." I found myself trying to understand why I got so much reach, you know. Um, now, I will say this. After watching Hip Hop Evolution and knowing that the Neptunes uh, wrote that, I, I my appeal for the song kind of grew because I hold the Neptunes in high regard. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, shall we move on to In the Other Corner? We have uh, <laughs> well played Kenneth there, Baby Fest Edmund. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, shall I? Go for it. Okay. And this one was hard. This bro. one was tough, Babyface. Gee, oh, whiz. my God. Now, let's be clear. Eddie Riley had the New Jack Swing, the kind of the hip hop influence with his. 
true. I took more of a love ballad kind of route because I mean that's just who Kenneth. But that's Babyface and his best element. That's, so where, that's where Kenneth a, Edmonds kind of hung his hat. Yeah, right, right. So it's a different list, but a very potent list. So, so what you got? Um, I'm gonna start with my favorite Babyface jam. <laughs> And this is the only song I'm going to rank because it is my favorite. But uh, two things, of course, I that that is really yeah, or two occasions. Excuse me, excuse me, two occasions. Um, okay, that, I I can't tell you the last month that I've been alive that and I've had readily access to music that I haven't listened to that song. Um, okay, and to to be even honest, uh, it, it was it was one it was one song that I wanted to be our first dance when my wife and I got married. So, um, but yeah, mm. that that song is just oh. So um, next again now after these these are not in order, <laughs> but uh, I got "Don't Be Cruel," uh, Bobby Brown. Okay, yeah. Okay, um, my 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 of course Johnny Gill. Um, okay, jeez. Into the road, which goes without saying. Yeah, definitely. Um, gotcha. Uh, Ready or not, by after seven. Okay. And uh, in in the in light of staying ready, I'm gonna go with I'm ready by Tevin Campbell. <laughs> uh, got okay. boy, got boys to men on here again with I'll make love to you. Uh, I'm going to Drew Hill with this next one. We're not making love anymore. Okay. And uh, on our own, Bobby Brown, which <laughs> again, one of those songs where you know exactly where you are when you first or where you were when you first heard it. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, on our own from the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack, um, I've got Whip Appeal on here. Absolutely. And then uh, okay. Mary J, Not Gonna Cry. Okay. And. That's my 10. No, no, no. I got Roni on here. Roni's my 10th. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. All right. Um, We got a little bit of crossover here. Okay. <laughs> now, I felt we were going to be missing each other a lot on okay. this one. Um, Number one, in no particular order, this is just when they came to me, Can We Talk, Seven Campbell. Roni, number two, Bobby Brown. Number three, For the Cool and You, Baby mm, Fake. Yes, sir. Four, Humping Around, Bobby Brown. <laughs> End of the Road, number five, Boys to Men. Number six, personal favorite of mine. Someone to Love, John B. Oh, yeah. Beach and Baby Face. Number seven, I'll Make Love to You, Boys to Men. Number eight, Not Gonna Cry. Number nine, this is what I I was going back and forth on my mind. It, it was It was, I had to put her on here because I just had to and this is like a huge song of hers Exhale Whitney Houston okay absolutely uh, number 10 Every Little Step I Take Bobby Brown mm. number 11 It's No Crime Babyface oh. like these just take me back yeah. like uh, number 12 I'm Your Baby Tonight Whitney Houston uh, My 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 Johnny Gill There You Go by Johnny Gill off the Boomerang soundtrack. Okay. Every time I close my eyes, baby face. Another sad love song, Tony Braxton. Baby, 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 TLC. Now, <laughs> 18, 18, I actually had Drew Hill on my list. Yeah. I had to bump them for this one. I couldn't choose over this song. 
because my favorite Drew Hill song, I don't think my favorite Drew Hill song, Babyface did not produce. Okay. All right. So I, I felt okay taking them off. But I, I had to pick this group over them because this is how we even knew these guys existed. Last night by As Yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, never number heard from those guys again. <laughs> but boy, the, yeah. their five seconds of fame, 15 <laughs> seconds of fame. I remember I bought that single, yeah. So cassette. Was worth it. Yeah. Dude, I listened to that song again. Yeah. We, I still need to know the name of that one that they had. They made love to. Dude, the lyrics of that. I was like, dang, baby face. Right. But anyway, um, You Mean the World to Me by Tony Braxton. Okay. That should have. That should have been our uh, first, me and my wife's uh, first song. Anyway. Um, Rock Steady by The Whispers. Dude, you're, if you didn't hear that in your childhood, I don't oh, care how sick you are. You're, 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 remind, you're reminding me now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I gotta put a Rock Steady on. Okay. Last but certainly not least is, is, is Rock Steady. Well played, sir. Um, so with our list and with the songs we talked about, who you got yet? <coughs> who do you oh, think comes out victorious? Well, Walker, I'm gonna have to go, Teddy. You got to go, Teddy, only because, um, kind of like we preface this whole thing with. Babyface, even though he's a master in that in that subgenre of like love ballads, um, I just know where I was in my life in terms of you know hearing these songs, and that whole new Jack, <laughs> the whole new Jack vibe, I guess permeated with me more in terms of like the way you know the way I got my hair cut to the kind of clothes I wore. You know, I was I was doing the Running Man, I was doing these all these other awkward dances that. Were new jack influenced and i just i just wasn't wasn't at the point to where you know i could uh i could really weave these babyface love songs into my life where i was at that time you know these a lot of these babyface songs uh kind of kind of meant more to me as i matured if you will so um yeah. even though i know i wanted two occasions as our first dance i think overall um, I would have to give the slight, the very slight edge to Teddy Riley on this one. Um, okay, I, I I get I I just think there's so there are some similarities with some of the songs they did. Sure. Um, yeah, it's it's almost. I put it to you this way: I came in on the tail end of a lot of the songs that Babyface wrote. Right. Right? Like, I really came into, like, if, if I was in college in the 90s, oh my I would be very tempted to go Babyface. Yeah. Very tempted to go Babyface. Because, um, of course, that's when I really got into dating and whatnot. Right. So um, getting it in. Back. <laughs> Um, but yeah so i i think i think babyface had the more mature music and i think you 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 make a good i hate that i'm agreeing with you on that Uh, it's okay Um, walker 
hate that I'm agreeing with you, but in my younger development years, it was the new Jack swing that I did gravitate to yeah. for. Yeah. So I, I would have to, I would have to go. I think it's a matter of just kind of where you was in life when these songs were. Exactly. I think an older crowd would probably lean babyface, Um, or not, but I think I'm going to have to probably go Teddy Riley. Gotcha. Teddy Riley had the Michael Jackson catalog in here. So oh, to yeah. me, that, 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 that elevates you. Anyway, you got Michael Jackson and Bobby Brown. Like, granted, Babyface did a lot of stuff with Bobby Brown too. Right. But you got those two on your list. You, you in good shape. I'm gonna take you back with this question because this is something I thought of as I was scrolling through um, possible candidates for my list. Do you remember that um, biopic that BET did on um, on um, Bobby Brown? Yeah. Do you remember either of these guys being depicted in that? Um, because I don't, and I'm thinking uh, with a lot of these hits, because they, they, there was some studio footage in this, uh, reenactments, of course. But I'm just like, I don't remember Babyface. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. I like, want to they, they they couldn't have done this without having somebody act as Teddy Riley to some degree. I want to say Teddy Riley may have been depicted. Okay. Okay. But I want to say maybe I don't recall Babyface, but I, I want to say maybe. I was struggling because I knew I know uh, my wife and I consumed this like in its entirety and we're just like just couldn't couldn't get enough of it. But I just thought back, I was like, I don't remember no I don't remember Kenneth, anybody being Kenneth Edmonds <laughs> in this biopic, but anyway. Uh I don't Yeah, I don't I don't uh Yeah, I think I think they may have depicted uh, Teddy Riley. Okay. I think he was in there real like it was a real quick, like he didn't have no big role. Sure, and I, and I get it. It was the, almost kind of like emphasis. a passing character, right? The emphasis is Bobby Brown, so you keep your focus there. But you just yeah, you, just, you, you have you know at the end of the day, Bobby Brown maybe is not Bobby Brown without these two guys. So somebody, I think. I'm looking at I'm looking at IMDb now. I think someone did play Teddy Riley, but it was one episode. Okay. And it's just like I thought. It was like a, a passing character. Gotcha. In the okay. biofit. Okay. So yeah, I, I think someone did depict him, but he he wasn't he wasn't in there for real, for real. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But uh yeah, so that will take place tonight. What time is that? Um, for y'all, it would have already taken place, and you may already know about it. But we just we just wanted to kind of talk about those songs we like the most uh, between these two. I think it's gonna be fun, man. I, I can't wait to check in and see what's going on. So okay. And shout out to Swiss Beats and Timbaland, two super producers in their own right, for even bringing this up, bring this about. Did so you, this is just know, dope. Did you know Lil John and the T and T Pain had a similar thing last night? I did. Okay. I did. Yeah. I didn't check it out, Me but yeah. Um, I, again, I just like what people are doing with us being quarantined. Just the content, bro. I'm a That's fan so of this I, wave. I, Big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, man. So I, I, I just, I like it. I, I like it a lot. So um, anyway, shall we close out, bro? Let's let's wrap it up, Walker. Um, discuss or no, sorry. <laughs> Shout outs and player of the week. I totally fumbled there. Uh, in short, <laughs> we are showing love to those doing dope things, not only in our community, but on this planet. But um, conversely, we are 
given our uh, negative opinions on those who are out here just not acting the way they should act. So um, with that said, Walker, I will tee it up for you, man. Okay. Uh, you kind of went out on me. Are you? Am I going first? Yes, you are. I'm sorry. Let me check my phone. Okay. Um, so my shout out goes to a seven year old by the name of Kavanaugh Bell. Mm, okay. okay. Reason why he's my shout out is because this is this seven year old is making and delivering care packages to the elderly who are shut in due to the coronavirus and have been. Uh, told to not get out in the public, even if they have to get out and get things that they need. So this seven-year-old was helping uh, his grandmother and going out to get things for her. And he was saying she should not be going to the grocery store because it's <laughs> so cute. It's coronavirus season. She's my best friend. So he's go- he went to the store to get things for his grandmother, Right. And then he started thinking about the other people. I guess I she may be in a home or something like that. Yeah. A retirement home. Um, and he started thinking about other elderly people who are at the high-risk age group with coronavirus and are encouraged to stay off the street. So he began to say, you know what? I need to get things for them as well. Hmm. So he had saved up $600 yet oh of his God. own money not to get video games, not to do anything for himself, but he spent it all on care packages for the elderly and began delivering it to to each uh, to elderly people. Man, the packages serious? included anything from like toilet paper to some flushable wipes, hygiene products, and food. Bunch of food. Wow! And this this got out, and people start donating money to the kid. Uh, so that he could have resources and money he needs to continue helping people. So I want to shout out seven-year-old Kevin Abel for, in this time, using his money not to buy video games or toys or whatever else a seven-year-old will be interested in, but to take care of people who are at a high-risk age group who can't get out and get the things they need. So shout out to that young fella. Damn. Shout out Young Cav. Um, that's going to be hard to follow for sure because mine is very, <laughs> in re, uh, in comparison to that, mine is like super opaque. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I am shouting out an organization. Um, you call them HBO. I call them Home Box Office. Uh, as you've heard, Walker, um, HBO recently announced at the beginning of April that they're going to open up their catalog for free to help people get through this quarantine season. Um, Word? Yeah. You, had you, have you heard about that? No. Okay. Yeah. So um, what HBO wants you, wants people like you to do Walker is, um, you know, on your, on your devices, whatever you use, if you are, um, if you're able to receive the HBO go app, or if you go online to hbogo.com, you'll notice that there's a uh, section to where you can go and just view tons of content and they don't want your name. They don't want your email address. And more importantly, they don't even want your credit card number. But um, I think what's, what's really good about this being in a quarantine situation with a young family that, you know, that I'm in, they seem to offer more in terms of family friendly content. Right. So um, you, you can, you know, they got classics on here like The Sopranos and The Wire 
True Blood, which of course is not going to um, appeal to kids, but they also have got the Lego Movie Two, which I, I know my son's been wanting to see. We may watch that tonight. Um, you know, and other Pokemon movies, uh, Pan, Nancy Drew. I mean, the list goes on. So uh, they're not only they're not only trying to cater to the needs of the quarantine, but those those you know parents like my wife and I who. You know, at times we could get to our wits end with our young kids. Got some uh, really great family friendly content for them to consume. So um, shout out to HBO, man, for, um, you know, re- reducing, I guess, reducing potential income. But if you're playing the infinite game, you may earn some customers. So anyway, shout out to them. Thank you, HBO. That app has been downloaded to our Apple TV and we'll be consuming tonight. All righty. Um, so a lot. Um, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the lookout on that, man. No doubt. Um, no doubt. Um, so let's get let's get to the players. Player of the week. Uh, people who played themselves. Uh, dude, I had a buffet of people to choose from, and I didn't really know where to begin. Wow. Um. So, can I do something real quick? Can I do a come get your boy? Sure. In sure. We haven't done one of those in a while. Um, my, my, my person that you need to go get is Mississippi State coach Mike Leach. Have you heard about him? Dude, I read about this this morning, but go ahead. Was this, this wasn't your play of the week, was it? No, no. Okay. Um, I, I feel the reason why I didn't think he's player of the week is because I think for a person like him just, he just appears to be tone deaf, right? Some people just be so tone deaf. And I don't know if it's proven that he's racist, but I just think you're just tone deaf. Okay. And I think because you're, it's just weird. Some people who are just kind of awkward or weird, I think it's more so them being weird and just unaware. Because you got to remember, yeah, even though he's coached in the South in Texas, um, you know, it's some things have just different connotations wherever, right? Right. And so with Mike Leach, he tweeted, and we're again, we're recording on a Sunday. I think uh, it was last week on a Wednesday night. He posted uh, a picture with the caption, after two weeks of quarantine with her husband, Gertrude decided to knit him a scarf. Well, on the photo, it's an old woman knitting, but it's not a scarf. Um, yeah, it's not a scarf. It's actually a knit. Okay? Oh. And so... <laughs> And so, again, where is he coaching? What's the state he's coaching in again? Mississippi. Okay. Mm. That just, you can understand how that can just go over. Just And actually, what's been so interesting is a lot of, like, a few football players uh, retweeted and responded not in kind to that. And, of course, he removed the tweet and apologized. Uh, one player actually... Uh, get, I don't know if you know, he's actually uh, transferring. Yeah, he entered the transfer portal, yeah. Yeah, uh, Fabian Lovett, I think. Right. If I'm saying his name right, defensive lineman. Uh, he was like, uh, he basically he basically hit the SpongeBob SquarePants um, and said, all right, I'm going to head out. Mm-hmm. So he's transferring and leaving based off of that tweet. I'm just like, yo, come get your boy. Like, Seriously. I I'm not ready to say you you're racist, but bruh, yeah, I'm gonna need you to not be that tone deaf. 
And, and I, I think what's also alarming in this to me is, you know, this man hadn't even coached a spring game. You know, he's brand new. He's not new brand. to college football, but he's new to Mississippi State. And just like, dude, right. you you really – I mean, I know, I know we're getting bored on quarantine, but, man, is you that bored? <laughs> right. And I say that for effect, you know, but, yeah, this is, this is very unfortunate. Um, all I got to all I got to say is Lane Kiffin. You you know what to do. Mm. <laughs> if anybody knows how to trash talk, it's him. Yeah. So, uh, oh my goodness, yeah. Walker. I didn't even think about LK, but yeah, he's got ammo. <laughs> that could. I mean, you think about it, it could even impact recruiting to a degree because they're both recruiting out of the same state. So who knows? No, Lane Kiffin is gonna. I think Lane Kiffin will get the better of him regardless. Yeah. But, yeah. Because I never, I've never known Mike Lee to be a recruiter. You know what I mean? Right. He's an X's and O's guy. Right. But but uh yeah, I, I think yeah, if you're Lane Kiffin, you do the needful. Anyway, um let me get to my actual my actual player of the week, and that is uh the the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp. Okay. So he recently issued a statewide shelter in place order, finally, uh, for the state of Georgia. And He's getting a player of the week is because he's just now realized that the virus is, can now be transmitted before people even see signs, is what he said publicly. <laughs> see, this is why this is why our states are behind in everything, right? Yeah. And I don't know where this. I mean, clearly, people have been saying this since January. I think. Okay. Like, it's the reason why we've been telling people to wash their hands. We've been telling people to stay, like, practice social distancing because you may be fine. And then there's another reason why we respected each other and staying apart from each other because it's not like you and I are single. We have families. We have, we have wives. You have children. So what we don't want to do is, is be show no symptoms and think we're fine, but pass these, pass this on to other people who may have weaker immune systems who may actually begin to show symptoms and have real issues. Right. Right. So for the governor of an entire state to not realize this until last week is pretty embarrassing. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's embarrassing. Like these are people, these, you're voting this person into office. Like oh this is goodness. who you have confidence in to take care to, to oversee the welfare of the residents of your state. So I'm just giving Brian Kemp a a big uh, a big. Can we send him trophies now, or do we have to kind of uh, email it to him? No, we can send him the post a office. To, well, we can't go to the post office to box it. Mm. Right. Yeah, so I don't know how do, that works. We have to do an e-trophy let's, or some let's, sort. Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, can you give him um, Ren's sentiment? This uh -huh. is just serve until we can uh, we can go back to the post office. You idiots. Okay. All right. That's all I got, bro. What you got? Um, so my mine is uh, <laughs> mine airs on the side of stupid criminals. Um, and just just before I get into this, I'm going to say that neither neither of these men were named, but um, the story was just too good for me to pass pass up. And this um, this story is a little old; it's before the whole uh, quarantine situation. So um, forgive me for that. 
But um, Walker, I'm going to take you to Houston, Texas, uh, where two men were fishing. You know, nothing, nothing, nothing odd about that, right? I mean, it's, you know, you catch a little catch a little uh crappy crappie or what do you, i don't even bass whatever you fish for you know no harm there right mm-hmm. so um game warden pulls up like he'd been yeah. doing uh, a lot that day and just says hey guys great day to be on the on the water to fish what you guys caught you guys are showing them their fish it's like okay great man those would be great no catch and release uh fish here so uh, you know no harm done he says, well, you know, as 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 a procedure, you know, I got to ask, you know, I need to see your fishing licenses. So um, gentleman A was able to show his. The gentleman B says, you know what, Game Warden, I don't have mine on me. So uh, Game Warden says, well, you know, that's um, that's a violation. And uh, I can't allow you to fish uh, without a fisher a fisherman's license. And so the man, uh, the man being questioned here gets a little gets a little rough gets a little aggressive with the game warden and you know is really fighting for his right to fish even though he's not licensed and even accused the game warden of um of discriminating against them to a degree uh these are these are caucasian males just just so you know walker um so okay. uh, the game warden then um while while the other man white on white discrimination yes yes you know how you know how common that is um so uh while the game warden's <laughs> processing the information from the the man who did have fishing id um, he then goes on to discover that this man had warrants out for his arrest. <laughs> so um, playing it cool, the game warden keeps the conversation going while the authorities, um, you know, approach uh, to apprehend uh, gentleman A. So um, game warden asks the gentleman B again, he's like, hey, um, look, look, I know you don't have an ID, a fishing license, but um, can I see your ID at least? And um, the the man goes on to say, no, you you don't you don't have any reason for asking me for my ID, even though I'm fishing illegally. Um, you can't ask me for that. You know, uh, um, a, a law enforcement official would have to ask me for that. So Walker, as the story says, not even minutes later, um, the the authorities show up and uh, they apprehend gentleman A. And um, gentleman A goes on to explain to his friend that you know refuses to identify himself. That uh, he's got warrants and, um, you know, he's he's probably going to jail because, you know, you know, he's in this situation with him. And he says, hey, man, you need to comply. You need to do what these guys tell you to do. So law enforcement official approaches gentleman B and he says, hey, I need your ID, sir. I'm sorry. I don't have it. Guy says, well, what's your name? OK, um, gentleman B goes on to give him a false name. <laughs> so, but, you know, the cops don't know any difference. So they're starting to address him by this. And so, um, you know, they let him know, hey, you're, you're here, you're fishing without a license. Um, we're going to have to process you. Uh, so we're going to we're going to have to bring you in. But, um, you know, we'll you know, once you get your ID and all that stuff, we'll get all this cleared up and you can expect, you know, a, a small fine to the tune, I think, of, uh, of 75 bucks. So um, on the way there, you know, this, this gentleman B is thinking like, oh, goodness, you know, I'm, I'm in a situation um what you know why didn't i just give these guys my name so you know his his morals start to activate and when he gets to the precinct walker he says i've got a confession to make my my name is not this my name is really this and so um 
you know, they say, okay, uh, they, you know, you know, it is, you know, it is an offense to lie to an officer about your name. So we're definitely gonna right. have, to, have to book you on that. Um, in addition to you fishing without a license and not having proper ID on you. Keep digging your yes. grave. Walker, it gets worse. It actually gets better. So um, upon processing his name, his, his uh, government name, they go on to find that this man has got warrant, warrant out for his arrest as well. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Walker. Uh, gentlemen, be whoever you are because the news feels so led to protect your identity, uh, whatever your identity is at this point. Um, I hope you feel I hope you feel really good about that fish you caught that you won't be getting to eat. Um, you'll 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 be more like canned tuna, I think. Do you even get that in jail, Walker? Do you know? No, I don't okay. think you get that. Okay, well, <laughs> whatever you get, a fish fillet. I don't know what you get. Um, I hope it was get worth potted. it. <laughs> What'd you say? Get potted meat. Okay, yeah. I hope it was worth it. And you know, the, this article I'm reading, um, the the. The person who wrote it interviewed one of the law enforcement officials and he went on to say had this man even though he's fishing illegally had he given us his real name even with the warrants out for her for his arrest he he could he really could have had a much lesser offense than what he's ended up with so um you kids listening at home remember honesty is the best policy no matter the situation so anyway yeah let me let me ask you a question sure so um, um, if they would have been like, oh, officer, we didn't know that. Let's stop fishing. Let's go home. Could they have done that instead of like continuing to press the guy who was asking them for? Absolutely. Because I, th- I think what escalated things was this guy, you know, calling on discrimination, which in turn, I mean, I think it, I think it probably heightened the situation for the game warden who, Judging right. from this lengthy article that I read, I believe would have just asked these guys to leave, you know. <laughs> so anyway, wow. or, or more more so, leave uh, or why don't you guys leave? Go and get your fishing licenses, or for gentleman B, go get your fishing license and come back. He, I, I don't think, I don't think he would have had any other cause to alert authorities had gentleman B not been so erratic. <laughs> so anyway. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes you sometimes you gotta learn how to pick your battles, right? Yeah, and, and, and you know, I was thinking, Walker, these guys presumably were buddies. Um and you and I you and I have been friends before. We haven't been friends since we started recording. But uh <laughs> let's say <laughs> let's say hypothetically we were like, you know, friends to the point of where we go fishing with each other. Which you, you think you would keep it from me that you had a warrant out for your arrest? <laughs> sure. <laughs> good because I, w- I would too <laughs> i mean i just i just i don't get it you know again I, I know i'm sheltered i get that but it's just like you mean this this doesn't come up in conversation like they're they're authorities looking for you for whatever reason what Mm-mm. you just perceive what life is normal like, oh let's, let's go catch some fish no way <laughs> so, but you know well yeah yeah i yeah it, 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 it's crazy it's oh. crazy I mean, my thing is, but again, that's just some entitlement myth because you know how we are like you and I, you and I, because of we're black and I'm black, I'm sorry, and you're black is. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
even if we don't have warrants out for our arrest, we know how to we know how to deal with law enforcement. Exactly. Like there's a way, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's we, we always have because we know oftentimes we're approached as if we are guilty of something, so we have to move a certain way. Correct. There's just I, I just wouldn't even if I knew I had warrants out for my my arrest. The last thing I want to do is do anything to get authorities involved right. because it's not going to end well for me. Yeah, not going to end well for me at all. Jeez. So anyway, anyway, well, you got anything else, bro? That's all I got, Walker. Again, um, if you if you're still listening, check in on your extroverts. Uh, we are we are hurting, we are suffering, and Walker, as an introvert, I even though the podcast is our only reason, I applaud you for checking in on those extroverts closest to you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, no problem. And no dealing problem. with all the emotional baggage that comes with extroverts just being locked away from people. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think a lot of extroverts are, are have emotional baggage um, in general. We're only just talking about you um, <laughs> when it comes to that. Um, but no, no. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And this is an opportunity to keep in touch with, with people you care about anyway, though. Absolutely. So that's, that's always important. Um... Guys, we want to thank you for tuning in to episode 71. Uh, we're getting up there, Gat. Yes. Um, also, guys, uh, whatever streaming platform you're listening to us on, um, please do us a big solid and follow, subscribe to us, uh, leave reviews, comment on episodes. Uh, whatever you can do on your streaming platform, please do that. Also, we want to encourage you guys to follow us on our social media platforms. Currently, you can find us on Twitter and you can find us on Instagram. Uh, but we also have a website that lists all of that. Uh, yeah, the website is? TheTippingPoint.com. That's T-H-A, TippingPoint.com. And with that, we shall close. Uh, guys, uh, please continue to obey the laws of the land. Uh, please stay home. Um, keep yourself safe as well as others. And uh, have a productive week. Have a blessed week. Even those who are going through some challenging times, you're in our thoughts, you're in our prayers. And we hope that we can provide you some content along with other people out there who can keep you from week to week and uh, at least keep your spirits lifted. So, Again, guys, thanks again for the support. Have a great week. This is the Tipping Point Podcast.